This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a magical episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann, and today I am so excited to talk about the Disney parks and my experiences. This week, I was supposed to be at Walt Disney World, but with the pandemic still ongoing and some family obligations, we rescheduled for October. So just recently, even though the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party isn't coming back, there is a new After Hours event that I'm really looking forward to attending. It's called Boo Bash. So a brief history for those of my listeners that may not be too familiar with the Disney parks. Walt Disney was the founder of, well, all things Disney. He is such a genius when it comes to animation, storytelling, and overall entertainment for all ages with these characters like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and Daisy. Everyone knows who Mickey Mouse is. For me, I was raised on Disney cartoons and movies, and up to this day, Mickey and friends still give me a sense of joy and comfort. I've been to Disneyland three times in my life. The last time I ran the last Disneyland half marathon the park hosted back in 2017, which was really hot. And I lost track of the times for Walt Disney World, but it's more than 10. I just feel like I'm home, a place where I can just let loose and have fun. Reality goes away for the time I'm there, and it instills a sense of comfort and joy in me. I haven't been to the park in almost two years now because of the pandemic, and I have major withdrawals. The last time I was there was it was like November 2019, and I had no idea that would be the last time in a long time. Disneyland opened in Anaheim, California on July 17, 1955, on a very hot summer day in the West. Like everything, Walt had a bumpy opening to the park but constantly kept updating it and truly making it the most magical place on Earth as much as he could. He created rides such as It's a Small World, Peter Pan, The Teacups, Casey Jr. Circus Train, Storybook Land Boat Ride, just to name a few. Disneyland was a hot ticket, especially when Walt tied the park in with marketing on shows such as the Mickey Mouse Club and other daytime television. When I was a kid, I used to watch the Disneyland sing-along VHS tapes all the time where it was music from the parks and it was they were all sung by the characters. And I still will turn that on sometimes as an adult because it's just so nostalgic for me. And when you hear the name Disneyland, your mind immediately goes to Mickey Hugs, popcorn, the infamous Mickey ice cream bars, and the most prominent structures that defines the park, Sleeping Beauty Castle. As I mentioned, Disneyland is located in Anaheim, California, which is about an hour or so away from Los Angeles. There are two parks, Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure, which are across the way from each other. There is also a downtown Disney district on the block as well, and everything is walking distance from each other, which is super nice and convenient. 
Disney California Adventure, or DCA as us fans call it, opened February 8th, 2001 with full intentions on showcasing some of California's finest with Hollywood Boulevard, Paradise Pier resembling a boardwalk, etc. Today, it has slowly transformed into a park showcasing hit movies from Pixar and Marvel with Avengers Campus opening this summer, which is so exciting. I'm so excited to visit that, hopefully within the next year or so. There is Cars Land, which is themed from the Pixar movie Cars with a hot ticketed ride called Radiator Springs. It's a very fast, it's like a car ride. You race each other. It's really fun. And you have to get there early because the fast passes will be gone. (laughs) Um, And Paradise Pier transformed into Pixar Pier, offering rides such as Toy Story Mania, Jesse's Crater Carousel, Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, just to name a few. There's even Pixar-themed food stands and restaurants in that area as well, like the Bing Bong candy, and I've seen the snacks on Instagram, and all that looks so good. I can't wait to visit that. As for Marvel, Avengers Campus is opening this summer, and rides such as a Spider-Man ride, an Ant-Man-inspired restaurant, and the already existing ride Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which was previously the Tower of Terror, will be the main attractions for that. And as I said, I'm so excited. If you see the pictures online of the different theming around the land, like there's like a Doctor Strange area, and oh, just it looks so cool. Now, I haven't been to Disneyland since fall of 2017, so I haven't seen the latest changes yet. But for me, going back and forth between Disneyland Park and DCA, it's like walking through a time machine kind of in a way. And I think when I go in the future, it'll be more profound with these changes. Disneyland has that sense of nostalgia and feels very warm and welcoming when you enter the park. You are greeted with the iconic Sleeping Beauty Castle down Main Street and the smells of the sweets coming from the confectionery. It's Walt Disney's creation and every bit of the park was built on a dream. If you veer to the left, you find yourself in Adventureland. Then if you go clockwise through the park, you go into Frontierland, Fantasyland, Toontown, and Tomorrowland. Each of these lands are unique with their theming, rides, and food. Adventureland lets you imagine yourself combing through a jungle or being in the midst of helping Indiana Jones on the popular ride. In the middle of Adventureland and Frontierland is New Orleans Square or French Quarter to some. This area has some really good restaurants like one of my favorites, the Blue Bayou Cafe Orleans and the popular Mint Julep Bar. Now, speaking of the Blue Bayou restaurant, the Monte Cristos, fire. I love them. The classic Pirates ride is in this area as well as one of my personal favorite rides, the Haunted Mansion. I can literally do a podcast episode about this ride because it fascinates me so very much. I feel like this ride is one of the most popular to everyone because of this very reason. It's just, I always get the same thrilling feeling every time I go on it. Passing by the rivers of America and the impressive Mark Twain boat, we find ourselves in a rootin' tootin' Old West Town, aka Frontierland. I've always loved the Wild West look and feel of Frontierland, twisting and turning down the hills on the classic mine train of Big Thunder Mountain, making a big splash on Splash Mountain with Br'er Rabbit and friends. And in the back of Frontierland is a little section called Critter Country where Splash Mountain is, as well as Pooh and friends. And The characters come out and play with guests. It's really fun. And the ride is over there as well. Tom Sawyer's Island also sits across the river for guests to find some pirate's booty via some rafts that you take and kind of just sail over there. I'm a total country girl and this land makes me feel extra at ease for some reason with the smells and the scenery. Also, my favorite character, Jesse, did or sometimes still did... Do I, I don't even know what the status is for characters right now, but she did meet and greets in Frontierland as well as Woody. 
So before we cross over into the next land, recently Disneyland had a big expansion by cutting out part of Frontierland where a backyard barbecue was hosted. And they opened Star Wars Galaxy Edge in May of 2019 to massive crowds full of fans. As much as I love Star Wars in this land, I feel like the overall placement for it at Disneyland should have been more by Tomorrowland. I don't know construction terms and such for the park, but as a visitor, it kind of takes me out of the, just like the overall flow of the park. Park, I guess. The land over from Frontierland is Fantasyland, so that's a hard transition. However, I have been to the copy of it at Walt Disney World, and I do love it once you're in it. You are greeted by Stormtroopers, the Millennium Falcon, which houses a ride called Smuggler's Run, and many different cruisers, ships, droids, and space cuisines. I will touch more upon that in when I talk about Walt Disney World. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge a little later, but let me ask you this. Are you team green milk or are you team blue milk? I like the blue milk the best. (laughs) So if you want to pass on Galaxy's Edge and keep going, you will find yourself in Fantasyland amidst princes and princesses. Fantasyland is where you can twirl around the castle and meet your favorite princesses. Ride on King Arthur Carousel, fly with Peter Pan, immerse yourself in Disney classic stories on a boat ride, take a spin on the teacups, or fly through the air with Dumbo, and end with taking a ride on the happiest boat to sail around the world on It's a Small World. As you can probably tell, there are many things to do in Fantasyland, and each ride is a classic Disney attraction. Take Small World, for example. You either love it or... eh. You're annoyed by the music, <laughs> but the song is symbolical in popular culture. Whether you have ridden the ride or not in your life, you still know where the song is from. <laughs> it's, you have to ride Small World at least once on a trip. That's See, that's just me, though. <laughs> In the back of Fantasyland, you will find a tunnel with the word Toontown on top of it. This leads into an area housing Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. This area is super cute for photo ops with the characters and just all around with the buildings and such. It's, if you have kids, it's great to you know take their pictures in front of Mickey's house, all that fun stuff. So passing by the classic bobsled ride, the Matterhorn, we make our way to our last land, which is Tomorrowland. And side note... For the Matterhorn, it is very bumpy and you will get wet. There is actually, there's like lines it breaks off where you can get wet or you won't get wet. But as an adult, I have a hard time with the Matterhorn because it is just very bumpy and rough, (laughs) especially on the back. Tomorrowland is home to the very popular, probably the most well-known Disney roller coaster, Space Mountain. However, it has been refurbished at Disneyland, and it's better than ever. And they actually had a limited, it was like Hyperspace Mountain, which was Star Wars themed. I don't think that's there anymore, but overall, the ride is very smooth, and it's a lot better. (laughs) I've seen pictures of it as it was before, and if it's anything like Walt Disney World was, mm. But also in Tomorrowland, you can find the submarine ride with Nemo and friends, take a spin around the park on the classic monorail, help Buzz defeat Zerg on the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters ride, and ride the classic Star Wars attraction, the OG Star Wars ride Star Tours. See, this is what I mean by putting Galaxy's Edge over by Tomorrowland because the Star Wars launch bay is here as well where you can meet Vader and Chewie. Tomorrowland, in my opinion, is the most popular land that can fill up fast. The Astro Orbiter ride is iconic because it greets people into the land and you just get immersed in the look and feel of space and futuristic endeavors. 
Disneyland Park offers lots of shopping and dining, especially along Main Street. Carnation Cafe is very good as well as catching a character breakfast at the Plaza Inn. The Disneyland Railroad travels around the park as well, and it's nice to kick back and enjoy the scenery. Overall, Disneyland Park is such a laid-back, historical, magical place, and I really, I love it so much. Outside of the park is Downtown Disney, which holds tons of different stores and dining opportunities, especially the massive World of Disney store. On the west side of the property sits the Disneyland Hotel, where guests can stay, as well as dine at Goofy's Kitchen, which is a character buffet and honestly one of my all-time favorite Disney dining places. The food was great, service was amazing, and I can't speak highly enough of it. There are other Disneyland property resorts such as the Paradise Pier Hotel and the Grand Californian, and they are right on property as well, and you can just hop skip over to the parks. The Grand Californian is very nice. I actually stayed there with my friends and I just loved it and it's very convenient. It's right there and if you go and have some drinks at Trader Sam's, you know, you can stumble back to your room just fine. If you know, you know. <laughs> also, I do recommend the Hilton down the street as well. It's about a 10 minute walk and that's where me and Mike stay at the majority of time. And it's a very pretty hotel. It actually does have a nice Disney feel to it as well. Disneyland has a very local feeling to it, and you can tell it's a true California staple. The locals there are laid back and so much fun to interact with. I always thought Disneyland was its own city of sorts, but it's literally just a few blocks on the streets of Anaheim. You look down when riding the Ferris wheel at DCA and you see an IHOP across the street, which for me, which my primary destination is Walt Disney World, that's a little different for me. But it's like I said, Disneyland has a very welcoming, warm feeling to it. And I feel like it's a little more welcoming than like going like Walt Disney World going into Magic Kingdom, which I love so much. Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World is my home. And I always get the same feeling of seeing the castle every time. But Disneyland, like I said, just has that just place of warmth, I guess. It's kind of hard to explain. But if you know, you know. <laughs> so we're going to switch over. It's time to talk about the beast that is Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is literally what it sounds like. It's its own area in Florida, and once you're there, you're surrounded by Disney. There are all kinds of resorts to stay at on property, ranging in different price tiers, location by park, etc., and just so many dining opportunities all across the parks, the resorts, and their downtown Disney, aka Disney Springs. Located in Orlando, Florida, Walt Disney World has four parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. They have two water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, and they have an ESPN Worldwide Sports where they host sporting events and different teams throughout. I know sometimes there's like baseball games, whatever, and they aired on ESPN. When people think of Walt Disney World, they envision Magic Kingdom, home to the massive four-story high Cinderella Castle. This castle is the focal point of Disney World, and it's used in so much marketing material. Magic Kingdom is a carbon copy of Disneyland Park in California. Walt Disney wanted a place such as Walt Disney World in Florida to enter a realm of storytelling, just leaving the outside world totally behind you. And sadly, he did pass away before the opening of Magic Kingdom on October 1st, 1971. True, Magic Kingdom is literally Disneyland, but it's bigger and more open than its counterpart on the West Coast. At least I feel like things are spaced out a little more and the lands are separated better. There are the 
same classic attractions such as Space Mountain, Small World, Peter Pan, etc. But also some newer ones such as the People Mover, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor in Tomorrowland, which I think it closed, but now I think it's opening again. I don't know the story on that. <laughs> the Magic Carpets and Aladdin-themed areas in Adventureland, an area called Liberty Square in between Frontierland and Fantasyland where Haunted Mansion resides, and a section in Fantasyland called New Fantasyland that has attractions such as the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Gaston's Tavern, Ariel's Grotto, and the popular Be Our Guest restaurant where you can dine with the Beast. You can also see Beast's Castle as well up on a little hill, so that that's really cool. It feels like you're actually going into the castle and having it like be our guest is okay and the food's okay but i really do like the scenery inside the restaurant you feel like you're inside the snow is falling and overall it's really fun this new area took over the space where toontown once was and walt disney world does not have toontown anymore because of the new Fantasyland expansion now the way to get to magic kingdom is either taking a resort bus that drops you off at the gate or if you drive and park or stay at one of the magic kingdom area resorts you can take the monorail or the ferry the three resorts around magic kingdom are the contemporary polynesian and the grand floridian these are more of upscaled price resorts but they are so inviting and have many dining and shopping options chef mickey is a popular character buffet meal at the contemporary and ohana is a popular character breakfast and or family style hawaiian meal for dinner at the polynesian the grand floridian is as grand as it sounds it's a popular wedding venue and you just feel like royalty walking into the resort walking down down those stairs and they also do have a really good character breakfast that I highly recommend as well. Overall, Magic Kingdom is nearly always my first stop and the sight of the castle never gets old. It takes all your worries away, even if it's just for a brief second. Also, make sure to stick around for one of my all-time favorite things at Walt Disney World, the Happily Ever After Fireworks Show, which I pray comes back soon. It's super spectacular, high tech, and just overall emotional. Heck, even when I put it on YouTube, I get choked up. Magic Kingdom will be celebrating its 50th anniversary this October, which I am super excited for and to see. The castle even got a little makeover, and they are building a new roller coaster in Tomorrowland from the Tron movies. And there's actually a Tron roller coaster already in Shanghai Disneyland, which looks so cool. I'm so excited for that. Now cruising down Osceola Parkway, we find ourselves at Walt Disney World's biggest and impressive theme park, Epcot. Epcot was another dream of Walt's for a place of being transported into the future, as well as creating another section of the park devoted to all nations of the world. Do you know what Epcot stands for? I'll give you a second to think. All right, do you know? It's Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, which, according to Walt Disney, quote, is an utopian city of the future, interchanging city and community. Epcot is just that. You enter and are welcomed by the enormous sphere that is the Spaceship Earth attraction and the center of future world. Some can argue it's a giant golf ball. At least <laughs> that's what I used to call it as a kid. To the left, you will find Mission Space and Test Track, which are two very thrilling rides. Test Track is actually comparable to the Radiator Springs ride at Disneyland at Cars Land. To the right, you will find yourself either in the land or the living seas. The land houses dining and attractions such as the popular ride and one of my favorites, Soarin', as well as an informative ride called Living with the Land. And that ride is actually pretty cool. You learn about the food and the kind of things they put together for your meals at the property. So 
definitely check that out. The land smells so good all the time and walking down a ways, you will find yourself at Living with the Seas that has a Finding Nemo ride, an aquarium, and other fun under the sea attractions and dining. Now, I do wanna give you a side note. Your Epcot visit must be planned in advance. You might not even hit the whole park in one day if you don't have a plan. You will be walking a lot, so make sure you wear comfortable shoes and some parts of the park can get hot and crowded. All the rides and attractions are popular, so make sure you make a list of the ones you want to hit up the most. The earlier you get to the park, the better. I always try to knock out the rides in Future World at park opening before hitting up World Showcase, which that usually opens like an hour or two after the park opens. If you want any more tips and tricks of either of the parks, please message me and I'll help you out. Trust me, I'm thinking sometimes of becoming one of those vacation planners. I don't know, I'm thinking about it. World Showcase is where all the countries are at. Make sure you come here with an empty belly because you will want to try every type of food you can find. World Showcase features 11 countries such as Mexico, Norway, China, Germany, America, Japan, Morocco, Italy, France, Canada, and the UK. Just not in that order. And I'm really shocked that I was able to name all those just like that. In each of these countries, they offer dining and shopping that are genuine to that country. My personal favorites are Japan. I like the hibachi restaurant they have there and I like their gift shop. It's got like all like Nintendo products and just like genuine Japanese culture, like, I don't know, chopsticks and little bowls and you know, just little things you can find. And they're just really interesting to me. But I also really like the German buffet. It's called Beer Garden as well. Also, one of my favorite attractions sits in the nook of the Mexico Pavilion the Three Caballeros ride featuring Donald Duck. Not a lot of people know about this ride, so it's usually not a long wait. Epcot is undergoing a major transformation, so you will be greeted with tons of construction. The new Ratatouille ride just opened, and there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster being constructed as we speak. The lands in Future World will be renamed and divided as such, and I am so excited to see the finishing product in the near future. Between Epcot and the next park, Disney Hollywood Studios, is the Boardwalk that has more dining and shopping opportunities. It's a nice little walkway between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and they have resorts such as the beautiful yacht club and boardwalk resorts. The Swan and Dolphin, although not marketed as Disney property resorts, are also located here as well. Now to my favorite park, Disney's Hollywood Studios, or formerly known as MGM. This park resembles Disney's California Adventure at Disneyland in a way because it pays tribute to the spirit of Hollywood. There are backlots behind the park that are used, I don't know if they still are being used, to film shows, movies, commercials, as well as they pay homage to oldies such as the Twilight Zone, which has the Tower of Terror ride. And so there used to be a ride there called the Great Movie Ride that was transformed into now Mickey's Runaway Railroad. But that movie also gave homage to like The Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, those kind of movies. There is also a Muppets area. It has a 4D Muppets show experience. It's called Muppet Vision. And there's, you know, a cute little Miss Piggy fountain out front. And, you know, I feel bad because the Muppets are just so fun and they should be recognized more. But I feel like that part of the park just keeps getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) 
Over the years, this park has had quite the transformation. As Pixar and Toy Story became popular, they added a Pixar place that had the very popular ride Toy Story Mania, as well as a meet and greet area with Buzz and Woody. There was also a section in the back of the park called the Streets of America that had, it was kind of like an illusion of the New York City skyline, San Francisco, etc., and also had attractions such as the Backlot Tour and the Stunt Show. All of these things have since been taken out and replaced by either Toy Story Land and the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This park has thrill rides that draw in so many guests, and I highly recommend getting here early to get on the ones you want. Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, and Smuggler's Run quickly rack up long wait times. Thankfully, the newest ride, Rise of the Resistance, in Galaxy's Edge has a boarding pass system where you reserve a time to ride the ride, which I think is awesome. And I hope Disney implements this with the other rides. As a huge Toy Story fan, Toy Story Land is my place to hang out. Meeting Jesse is my first go-to as well as seeing the other toys. I also love the dining options at this park, especially 50's Primetime Cafe, which is centered around kind of like an old time family diner. It's got like a storyline when you walk in, all the waiters call you cousin and they lay down the law of no elbows on the table, you gotta eat your veggies, and no phones. It's all in good fun. The last of the four parks is Animal Kingdom. For me, Animal Kingdom has been a half-day park, but with the opening of Pandora in 2017, the park has many fun attractions and dining options. There is a safari, so guests can see all the wildlife animals, especially for me, I love seeing the lions, even though they're always sleeping. (laughs) A wild and crazy roller coaster called Everest, where you escape a Yeti. And one of my favorites, the dinosaur ride with animatronic dinos. Pandora is a land based on the hit movie Avatar, and it holds one of the greatest rides I've ever been on anywhere called Flight of Passage. It is very impressive with the technology implemented in this ride. This is probably one of the worst wait times a ride can see on a daily basis, so make sure you get there early if you intend to ride it. There are also many characters to meet and shopping opportunities as well. And the dining here holds one of our favorite restaurants called Tusker House. It's another character buffet that has African-influenced food. Animal Kingdom can get really humid and crowded, so make sure you stay hydrated when you're there. Now, as far as the rest of Walt Disney World Resort goes, they have two water parks as well, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, and both have their unique quirks as well. I've personally only been to each of those once, but I actually, I think I like Typhoon Lagoon a little bit better because I really like their water roller coaster they had. They had a sweet wave pool. Blizzard Beach, though, they have this really tall slide that you go down, and I I braved it, but I don't think I'm going to go on that again. But you can meet Goofy at Blizzard Beach, and I think you can meet Stitch at Typhoon Lagoon. It was either Lilo or Stitch. Anyway. <laughs> also, Disney Springs is so much fun to visit. There's unique stores such as the Coca-Cola store, the World of Disney, and they just opened a M&M World store. Also, there are some fun dining options such as the T-Rex restaurant, Rainforest Cafe, and plenty of other unique options. There's also a bowling alley that serves sushi called Splitsville that I really liked. The food was really good. A three-story AMC movie theater. And coming soon, a new Circus Soleil show. So in conclusion, when I think of going to Florida, my mind automatically goes to Walt Disney World. Orlando is full of tourist destinations such as Universal, SeaWorld, and a few other smaller theme parks, but Walt Disney World is literally a place on the planet itself. With the obvious differences and similarities between the parks on both coasts of the United States, they both have their unique reasons that I love. For Walt Disney World, if you, it's, it's my home. 
I go there it's my escape and I just love everything it has to offer. However, Disneyland is nice and more laid back in my opinion. It feels very much local, whereas Walt Disney World is marketed as one of the biggest tourist destinations. There's rides, dining, etc. at Disneyland that I wouldn't be able to find at Walt Disney World that I enjoy, such as the Indiana Jones ride or the Goofy's Kitchen restaurant I mentioned earlier. I can literally talk all day about the Disney parks, but I'm going to conclude it here before I keep going on. There is still so much more that I didn't cover. The parks inspire outside of their locations too, especially in food, fashion, and overall, they have many loyal visitors. Those who go to the parks, such as myself, understand each other as we all have a thing in common, and that is we feel like we're truly home there. Which Disney resort do you prefer, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Or heck, maybe you love the cruises. I know the cruises are fun. I went on a cruise for the first time in 2019 and we loved it. And we intend on going on another one. So I hope you guys have a magical week. And don't forget to subscribe to not miss another episode. And I'll talk to you all next week.